0: What are multiples and why you should care? We're going to talk about it on today's episode. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. What's up, what's up? Michael Johnson here, and I'm excited that you joined me today for the Business Choreography Podcast, and we're going to talk about some cool stuff. We're going to talk about what are multiples. If you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have bootstrapped some businesses or even bought and purchased some businesses, you need to know- what multiples are. You may have heard people talking about it. You may have heard about it in your reading or in passing, but it is important that you understand it. It's important that you understand what multiples are in relationship to your business. So let's start off with the basics, the easy stuff, right? When you have a business, let's say your business is earning $100,000 in the year. Now, we're going to say that's profit, 100000 in profit, not gross, okay? Because gross is just like it sounds, it is gross, right? So we're talking about profit. Let's say you have $100,000 in profit. Now, we want to find out how much you could sell your business for. How much is your business worth? And so you want to find out what the multiple is. Now, what is the multiple? The multiple is what you can multiply your profit by to determine what you can get paid for your business if somebody were to buy it. So let's say we have an easy multiple. Let's say it's two, right? So it's a two times multiple. If you have a business that's pulling $100,000 in profit and you in your industry and with what the current state of the business sales are, you can get a two times multiple. That means you're going to be able to ask for $200,000 for your business. Now, is that fair? Is that what it should be? A lot of things go into play when you're talking about it. It could include what assets you have on on hand, what uh, inventory you have, uh, maybe just what kind of other intellectual property you have. Maybe you have uh, some defendable IP, Right? some defendable intellectual property. Maybe you have a patent that you've paid for and have and own, and that can come with the business. So there are things that can come with the business that might increase the business in terms of its uh, sale price. But you also have things that can pull down the cost or the price of the business that you could sell it for. Things like debt, and that's easy to understand. If you have debt in the business, obviously, that might pull down the the uh, value of the business. But here's the thing: you have to be aware that when you sell a company, you can't sell it with debt. In fact. That's not necessarily the first thing on the list. So you might have to pay off that debt before you hand over a company. And that is standard practice that if I'm buying your company, I want to buy it without debt. So when you hand it over, I don't inherit your debt. So you would have to pay off that debt with whatever you uh, actually earned from the business. Now, how do you know what the multiple is? Well, this is the challenging part. There are lots of different things you can do. You can go research that. And there are averages. There are uh, people out there that study it. Uh, Sterns, Equidam. You can go and look at those things and get the average multiple for your industry. Now, the challenge is, is that in many instances, those studies are for really big companies. So are you a really big company? Do you have Uh, hundreds of employees? Are you earning tons of money, bringing it in? Do you have professional management installed? That will tell you where you're at. Now, there is a term called EBITDA, and EBITDA stands for earnings before interest, uh, taxes, amortization. Oh, did I forget one? Depreciation. There we go. I forgot the D. Uh, And you have to be able to say, okay, what's the EBITDA value of this company? Well, if you're a professionally managed company, if you have one, if you're already above your business, then you can actually look at the EBITDA for your business. If you're an owner operator, that's a different spectrum, right? If you don't have professional management already in, if you're not already working above your business, maybe you're an owner operator, are you still in it? Can you leave for two months, three months, one month, and your business not fall to pieces and it die. Okay, you're probably an owner operator. In that particular instance, your business is going to sell for less, you're going to get a smaller multiple than if it was professionally managed and you were removed from it and not necessarily needed for it to continue to prosper and grow. This is a big deal. Now, that doesn't necessarily uh, have a lot to do with the amount of money. You could be earning millions of dollars and still be an owner-operator. There's there's nothing saying that's not possible. But when somebody comes in to look and evaluate your business and maybe buy it from you, they're going to take that into account. If you are an integral part of that business continuing to succeed and grow, your business is worth less. Now, I didn't say a lot less, but it is worth Less, if you have to be replaced when the new owner buys it, when the new uh, person that comes in and takes over, if they have to replace you, then there is a cost associated with that. Now, as you look at that, there at this, there are average what we call SDEs, right? And this is. Uh, uh oh geez sde is the version of ebitda for owner operators and so that's what you're looking at you're an owner operator so you're going to be under a term called sde right and that means that basically you aren't a professionally managed company and that's okay there's nothing wrong with it it's not it's not saying that it's bad or not uh but the point of the matter is is your multiple is going to be less than if it was more established and a higher revenue, right? So if you were earning in profit above 2 million now, and you have professional management in, now you're in a different ballpark. Now you're in a different level and now you can sell to a different group of people. But if you're an owner operator and you're earning under 2 million in profit, then you're going to be probably categorized in the SDE category, right? So what you have to look at is what multiple is your business? Now there, like I said, you can look at the industry specific and say, well, okay, if I'm in this industry, then I'm probably going to be able to pull this type of multiple. If I were really established and, and in that higher range, okay, cool. Now, if we take that and kick it back, usually a, a good place, my mentor likes to divide by four. So if you find an EBITDA on Sterns or Echo Dam and they say, okay, your industry is selling at a 20 times multiple, That's great. If you were in a certain category and you weren't owner-operated and you had professional management, right? Those are two big ones. There are other things, right? That's just an overview. Then maybe you could categorize yourself in that space and go, yeah, I could get a 20 times multiple. But my mentor always says, divide by four. If you're an owner-operator, if you're a little bit smaller, if you're under that revenue range, if you're under the professional management and you're still doing owner-operator management, you're still involved in the day-to-day, then you probably are going to be at a, a much less. Now, there are averages, and you can see there have been studies done for what average SDE is. And you can look at that in the general market. Now, general SDE ranges from about, oh, you know, 50,000, all the way up to maybe a million. And then it starts to change a little bit as you get higher into the profit range there. Now, I wanna make sure you understand something. Uh, I look at a lot of businesses on a regular basis and sometimes I get uh, asking prices back that are really funny. And sometimes they're doing their multiple off of their gross revenue. Now, this is uh, a funny thing, because they say, well, our company's worth this. But they've evaluated off of their gross revenue. Now, remember what I said earlier. If it's got the word gross in it, it is what it sounds. It's gross. You see, if you're a business owner, you and I both know that just because you brought it in doesn't mean you owned it or that you earned it. So you could bring in a million dollars in sales and only have a dollar in profit that's a possibility. I've seen it and companies have gone out of business because of it. So we don't typically want to uh, evaluate your company based upon your gross revenue. We want to look at your gross profit. Now you go but Michael, I take out uh you know, I take out stuff for write-offs, you know, and I know that we write things off legitimately because the government gives us uh advantages for running a business, owning a business, and it helps us to be able to say, yeah, okay, we we have some advantages of being business owners. So we write some of those things off and it lowers our bottom line. Now When we figure out the cost of or the value of your company, we add those back in. We'll call them owner benefits because I like that term owner benefits, right? So you might add those back in so that you can understand a little bit more clearly what your actual net profits are. Because if you leave, right, if you sell it and let's say I bought it from you, then when I buy it from you, I might not choose to spend some of the money and profits on the things that you chose to spend the money and profits. So we'll add those back in and that helps to figure out the value of your company. Now, again, super easy to understand if you understand that the multiples are indeed just what the multiples are. You could get a 1.8 multiple, right? You could get a 1 times multiple. What's that? Well, 1 times 100,000 is 100,000. So maybe you don't have any reason to get a multiple because your business isn't quite there yet. Okay, understandable. And sometimes your business actually can get sold at a higher multiple. I once uh, was bidding on a business. Uh, I I guess we can't say bidding. I was making an offer on a business and I made them an offer of a 3.24 multiple based on their net revenue. Then we did the due diligence and we found out that the net revenue was reported incorrectly. So guess what? When the net revenue was reported correctly, and we figured out what the actual net profit was, then the multiple went down. Why? Because it was earning less than it said it was earning. This is a really big deal. So you want to make sure that your books are in order if you're an owner operator, but you might be thinking, now, Michael, I'm not trying to sell. And I'm saying it doesn't matter. Get your books in order, get your stuff in order, prepare, build, grow for sale. And if you don't want to sell, great. At least you are preparing for it. You're building it in such a way that you are preparing to sell, even if you don't have a plan to sell. And I know that sounds crazy, but you'll build differently if you are getting it prepared to be able to to have it transferred out, then you have more options. Then you could choose to stay. Then you could choose to just literally do the thing that you wanted to do when you got into this business in the first place, because you know what happens if you bootstrapped a business before, you know what happens. You start to build it and you're the chief everything officer, right? It's like a everything bagel, everything is on it. Who knows what the flavor is? It's just everything, right? That's how it is being the owner that bootstrapped a company or started from scratch. You're the chief uh, dishwasher. You're the chief take out the trash. You're the chief floor cleaner. You're the chief accountant and marketer and salesperson, right? And you do everything along the way, but your business is worth less if you're doing everything. If you haven't put in the pieces to start to do those things and them, and those things start to happen reliably without you there, then your business is clearly worth less. And I hope you can see that. I mean, sometimes I've talked to some business business owners, they couldn't grasp that. Now, again, remember we're talking about net profit. We're not talking about gross revenue because if you have expenses that you haven't put in there and I have to incur those expenses when I buy your company, then that doesn't count. You can't add that to the net profits right and that's a, a really big deal so i'd like to see you get the highest multiple that you can and you know when when somebody's going to buy your business they're going to want to buy it for as little as they can but with most business buyers, investors, they want to buy it at a fair price. They're not trying to to, uh, to, get you into a place where you're not getting what you deserve, right? But they also want to make sure that they're getting a deal. So you're going to want to be able to be in the best position possible. And that means establishing some really great stuff in your operations, in your sales, in your marketing, right? All of those things have to be established well. And that stuff will prepare you to be able to sell at a higher multiple. Now, there are some industries that just don't have a high multiple, and that's just how it is. But uh, I, the reason I can't tell you is because we'd have to like literally dig into individual industries to look and see what the multiple was. Right. So you have to look at that and realize okay, you should get familiar with your industry, maybe see what other uh, businesses similar to yours are selling at. And now you got an idea. Now you've got uh, some perspective to understand where and how that business sold and what things were implemented in that business so that you can say, yeah, I'd like to get my business to that place. At the very least, know this. You got into your business because you loved something about it. Are you just doing that thing that you love? Or are you doing a whole bunch of other things in your business? If you're not just doing the thing you love in your business, then we probably should talk because you deserve it. You probably deserve to be able to do the thing you love and just that. And that means you might have to let go of some of the other stuff that you do and get somebody that's better at it than you. I know I'm saying, you know, nasty words, right? Better than you at a business. Nothing. Nobody's better than me at the thing that I do. Well, there is. There is. And it's it's important that you start to think about finding them. All right guys, I hope this has helped. I hope you can get the best multiple you can when you wanna sell your business or even preparing to sell your business because it makes it worth more. And I hope this has been helpful pass it on to somebody that needs it. If you know another business owner that needs to hear this today, please share it with them and uh, let us know. Comment in the comments below and let us know that you enjoy the content because that gives us some motivation to keep making it for you and to keep creating cool stuff for you. Uh, We appreciate you so much and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Take care. The choreography your business is running can determine whether you can grow and scale to the next level. It's so easy just to take business day by day, but that can leave you putting out fires and keep you from growing. Find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Schedule a growth strategy analysis call with us today. Go to bizchoreo.com to book your time.